This is Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. From the corporate office to the cab of a truck, they're here to inspire and empower women in all professions. So gear down, sit back, and enjoy. Welcome to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. We're a show that works to inspire and empower women in trucking in the trades and every profession. We tackle all kinds of topics and work to encourage women to be their very best with informative guests and women who've been champions. I'm Shelley. And I'm Kathy. No topic is taboo on our rig. We tackle the tough topics along with the not-so-tough topics. And we like to feature experts and celebrities who can assist women in being the very best they can be. Do you feel like sometimes you're drowning in a sea of to-do lists, have lost direction, or are chasing standards imposed on you by others that just seem to deplete your energy? Do you find that you often ask yourself, what is this all for? Or now what? If you seem to lack energy, passion, or swimming in negative self-talk, it's time to take a step into self-discovery. J.J. D. Geronimo is a successful businesswoman who made this discovery for herself. She wanted something more out of her life. She's the author of The Working Woman's GPS. She's also the author of a new book called Seeking, 74 Key Findings to Raise Your Energy, Sidestep Your Self-Doubts, and Align with Your Life's Work. J.J. is a thought leader and career strategist who strives to help women gain more seats at the table by lighting their path forward. She's been featured by Forbes, The Wall Street Journal, and Thrive Global. She's published three books and has had two podcasts with two global online communities. Her latest book helps women infuse more purpose and meaning into her work and life. This is information all women can use no matter what profession they're in. We have JJ with us today to share her insight Welcome, JJ. Thank you for being on the show with us. Oh, I could not be more thrilled to be with both of you. Thank you for the invitation. Oh, we're so excited. Your background and your insight is amazing. How did oh. all of this begin? What was your aha moment? Well, I think for many of us, it's not something that we're just out searching for. Oftentimes, things around us start to crumble or we have an internal voice that keeps nagging at us. You know, I really feel like the universe has a way of kind of making it incredibly uncomfortable at times for us where we have to take action. That makes sense. Hmm. Human beings do kind of um, procrastinate, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Especially about things that they've never done before or that are hard or they feel like they're going to let people down or even step out in a new way. It's very daunting. And oftentimes our ego or self-talk can can convince us to stay or convince us not now or convince us we're not even the right person. So what was your moment where you finally said, hey, I've got to take a new direction? Huh. Well, I've had many of those over the last two decades, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I would love there to be one moment, but there's probably been 22. Uh, but it's usually, you know, in, in um, if anyone does any tarot cards or any type or cards, it's like a tower moment where things around you are just collapsing, you know, and you're just like, you lose your job, your spouse decides to leave you, you know, you've had a friendship that kind of deteriorates and you're like, 
what is going on? What is going on? And now I realize that life is more happening for me. And those types of tower moments in a lot of ways are really just points in my life that I'm being ushered along in my journey or even forced to make a U-turn or a right turn. And even though oftentimes it can make you feel lonely or you could even be scared, it really is happening for you. You know, it does seem like a lot of women get along just to get along. They end up doing a lot of things they may not want to do. I think we're really accommodating. Uh, Maybe it's just in our genetics, our biological design. I don't know. But I do think there are a lot of people who feel really put upon and they don't know what to do and they don't know how to maybe set out in a new direction. Mm -hmm. I know this all too well because every book I've written, I've interviewed many, many people. And for the first book, The Working Woman's GPS, a lot of successful leaders and women in different industries would say, protect your schedule, only align to the right things, make sure you mind your yeses. And although that sounded really great, I didn't really know how to do it. And I have a very engineering mind. I have an engineering degree. And so I had to put together a spreadsheet. And I ended up coming up with this power of no spreadsheet because I needed a better, more efficient way to really understand what I should say yes to and what I should say no to. That makes sense. I think we all tend to say yes when we really mean to say no. You know, I found... When I was 40 was when I first learned that I could actually say no. It took me that long, which is kind of unbelievable to me. Like I had to actually go when I went into uh, treatment for a while. Um, the counselor, we had I had to practice saying no because I was so used to people pleasing and saying yes, even though I'm tired and, you know, exhausted, but still, you know, unable to learn my boundaries with what Kathy needs and what does Kat, what align my life with what I need rather than, you know, pleasing everybody else. And so it, it was a challenge. And I got to tell you, I'm 54 now. And that one word was the best word I've ever learned in my life. <laughs> Yeah. 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 And I love saying no and not explaining why I'm saying no. That is a beautiful gift. And a lot of people do feel guilty or they feel like they should or they've always done it or people depend on them. And I think like you really have to assess what you've already said yes to and why. And then you've got to ask yourself very specific questions when people do ask you for things. Uh, and my, I definitely ask myself these questions when people ask me for things that are going to take me more than four hours. It, it's really important. And I think women can be guilted more. It just seems like it. Well, I know that it, it's taken me time to say no is a full sentence. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and as somebody, one of our guests had said, when you say Yes to someone else, you're saying no to yourself. Mm -hmm. And I thought that that was rather interesting. We go along and do things we may not want to do rather than politely saying no. Um, You don't have to have a reason. You don't, but oftentimes you have to have strategies. And so the chart that I created that I call the power of no, it's just six columns. And it's really more to assess what you've already said yes to so you can get an idea of your patterns. So the chart starts with the first column being commitments, like what have you already said yes to? And it could be super big things and really little things. 
but anything that takes up your time. So I literally kept it in my notebook. And every time I started a new project, I put the project or the commitment or the activity down. And then the next column I put in was who's asking me to do this? Is this something I want to do? Or am I being asked by a boss, a sibling, a neighbor, a spouse, a child, significant other, whatever it is, doesn't matter. But I found that I had some repeat offenders in my life that would over ask. And I started to see how much time I was really being asked to do things to really help them further their initiatives. So those are the first two columns. And I feel like just getting that down on paper is super eye-opening because I printed out one eight by 11 sheet. And by the end of the week, I had four eight by 11 sheets. Wow. Wow. (laughs) That's amazing. Yes. And then you have to really decide, like, is the commitment aligned to where I am now or where I want to have an impact or have more influence next? And it's just a yes, no. Like, does this commitment align to where I am or why I want to have more influence and impact? Because when you're doing so much for other people, it often doesn't align to anything that's important to you. And needing to just like look at that on paper for me was so powerful. Yeah. You know what? I'm a visual person too. If I see it, it's one thing to think about it. When I put it down on paper, I'm like, oh, right. So no, you know, that makes really a lot of sense. Yes. And then it does. And then I continue to the fourth column, which is energy. Does this give me good energy? Am I excited about doing it? Do I look forward to doing these types of activities or is it something that drains me? And so it really is just a plus minus, like this gives me good energy, this commitment, or it does not. And if you're not sure, you can put a slash. But the idea is, is that, you know, when you're saying things now, like, is this going to fill my bucket up? Is this going to help with my energy level? Or is it going to deplete me? You know, there's something powerful about putting something in writing. So you can really look at something, go back and look at it. And I think it makes more impact and we can make the change we need. Yes. And it's like, for me, I did have to write it down because I, for me, I had knowledge is power and like figuring out where I was saying yes. And where I was aligning my time was the first step uh, to really understanding what I want to say yes and no to in the future. And so once you get those four columns down, you kind of then want to keep track of how much time each commitment's taking. So the fifth column is time. Like, is it a two hour commitment or is it a 20 hour commitment? And knowing how much time it's taking, and if it's a 20-hour commitment, is it giving you the right energy? And does it align to where you are, where you want to go? Because so many people will so quickly ask you, can you just help me? And so many of us say yes in less than four seconds. And then we give away 20 hours of our time, like zip a zap, it's gone. Yeah. And and then Mm -hmm. we're mad at ourselves, aren't we? We are. And like, how many of us dread some of the things we've said yes to and then we are this person we don't even like yeah actually you know that happened to me just a couple weeks ago and i said yes about a month prior to this project to this event and um as the time was approaching i just couldn't like i i'm feeling all this dread and it's making me nauseous i'm like why in the world did i say yes it sounded good at the time but i really didn't think it through and i actually found you know kathy you are all about you know holding up to your own so i just called that that person and said listen i'm sorry i but i cannot make you know i can't make this commitment you know so i got this and this and this and i felt so good being able to stand up to my own boundaries rather than going on with something that I, I'm, I'm full of dread and, and, and trepidation. So, yeah, but it takes, it's, it's hard. It's very hard. 
It is hard, but sometimes you get to a point where you just need a shift. And I think the easiest yeah. way to understand how to shift is understand where you've already said yes. And I have different buckets, right? I have my work bucket. I have a family bucket. I have a nonprofit bucket. I have a speaking bucket. And like different things in those buckets are important to me. Um, and so my schedule looks crazy every day, but a lot of things now that are on my schedule are exciting or I enjoy doing them. And the things I don't really enjoy, but maybe I have to do like paperwork or follow up or something, you know, I try to do those when my energy is pretty high or knock it out first thing in the day. And then I move on to the things I love. So I've been really mindful of how I spend my day because I am trying to work to raise my frequency. I find when I have very high energy, I have amazing experiences. I get to work with amazing people. And only I can control that. And most of that comes down to how do I spend my time and what is my mindset? Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry. Our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at truckingmovesamerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. We're learning the power of saying no to get away from the endless sea of to-do lists and demands imposed upon us by others. It's about prioritizing our commitments and having them align with where we want our impact and what's important to us. J.J. DiGeratimo is a businesswoman and career strategist who's walking us through all of these steps. She guides people on how to sidestep their self-doubts and raise their energy. She's the author of The Working Woman's GPS, and she has a new book that's a tutorial that walks us down the path to success. It teaches people to sidestep self-doubts and align with their life's work. JJ, I find your insight to be quite amazing. It's kind of like you're an efficiency expert in giving people the guidelines and the direction that they need to raise their energy and align their life's work. And this actually, this applies even if you aren't necessarily in the workplace. It's a good way to run your life. Oh, specific, specifically, I mean, how many friends of mine are not in the workplace, but are busier than I am because yeah. they feel like they should, oh, I should make those brownies. I should work that table. Yeah. I should be the charge of that fundraiser. And if those things are lighting you up, you have great energy and it's important to you and it, it really aligns to what you want to spend your time in. Absolutely. But if you aren't doing it because you're trying to be liked or you're feeling guilty, or you think you should, you need to do some internal work to see where those stories are stemming from so that you don't have decades of doing things you don't want to be doing because you're really going to lose track of your time and your impact if you're giving away pieces of yourself haphazardly. You know, and I think sometimes people can be steeped in self-guilt. They feel like maybe they didn't do enough for their kids when they were younger, and so then they just go overboard People take advantage of that kind of thing. They know if you feel guilty. So they'll mm -hmm. get you to do stuff you don't want to do. And I've seen people do this. Well, this is why I list all these questions out afterwards. So once you kind of get a handle on where you're already committed, 
as new requests come in the door, I have about 20 questions I ask myself and I'll give you the link. I have this all for free. I'll give you the link that you can share this with everyone. But the idea is like, how much time is this going to take? What is the skill set that's needed? Has somebody already worked on this? Is it set up for success? Is this something that is worth working on? Am I the right person? Is there budget, right? Are there any known obstacles? Who has say in the project? Like really giving yourself time to assess what is being asked of you so that you say yes to things that not only align to where you are and where you want to go and give you the right energy, but that are well thought out. And you're not running around chasing things that are just sort of people's suggestions or ideas or projects that they really don't even know how to solve and are not interested in doing so. And they're just throwing it over as a hot potato. Makes sense. And I would think once you do this sort of thing, even though we do have to have that list of stuff we have to do, whether we like it or not, like, well, filling out a tax return, for instance, (laughs) um, maybe that doesn't seem as daunting once you can realign everything. That's for sure. And I'm a big believer in delegation. There's a lot of people that can help you for a minimal cost. And I think, you know, finding people that can help you get things off the ground. So if you are having a tower moment or things are falling around, but you have an aspiration to start a business, or I talk about this woman in my new book, Seeking, that she really wanted uh, to build a lavender farm. And just the story about how it's been like a lifelong dream of hers. And now she has over 2000 lavender plants and sells them all over the world. And I think for many of us, we have things that are heavy on our heart that we want to work on, but oftentimes we don't have the time. And the best way to get the time back is to really assess where you're spending your time so that you can create opportunities in your schedule to start leaning into things that are really, really calling to you. Now, what do you say to the person who says, well, I'm just not an organized person? Well, I would probably ask them what is calling you because probably not organization, but maybe you're great at, you know, painting postcards or maybe you're wonderful with plants or maybe your skill set is in, you know, working through a nonprofit organization. So I think for many of us, the whole goal of understanding where you're giving your time away is to get some time back to work on what is calling you and like what is aligned to your natural gifts. Makes sense. Well, time is our most precious commodity when you think about mm, it. Sure is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And people don't think about that. So- yeah, they definitely don't. They definitely don't. But I think there are women in the world now that know that they're on the planet for a very special reason and that that work is really why they're here. And finding space in their schedule to start leaning into what is calling them is instrumental. You know, I think the pandemic kind of gave a reawakening to people. They had time to think and reevaluate their lives. So I think that your book comes at a perfect time as people are in that process. Thank you. Thank you very much. I feel like seeking is really a lot of the inside work that I've had to do. Mm-hmm. So I had to understand my relationships with money and why that was holding me back and doing my life's work. I had to understand my relationship with my mother. I had to understand how often I let myself talk myself out of things in fear of not doing it perfectly. And so I think for many women, and I've spoken at so many events around the country and world is like our biggest challenge is not not having opportunity sometimes, but it's believing that we are ready for the opportunity. And maybe believing in ourselves, you think that's a factor as well? 
Yeah. I mean, self-doubt is the biggest challenge I see with women in general. And listen, there is plenty of um, energy in corporate America that's that's incredibly masculine. So I'm not downplaying like how freaking hard it is to be in corporate America and be in a male dominated field. That's something I've done for decades. But I have seen a heavy equipment operator in a male dominated field. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And how much name calling behind our backs and all of that stuff. That stuff is real. That women belong in the kitchen. You know what I mean? (laughs) All of that is real. Mm, Yeah. All of that is real. And you would think that, good grief, uh, it's been over 100 years now since women had the vote in the United States. You would think that some of that wouldn't still be there. You know, we are capable, but it seems like we have to prove ourselves all the time. That is true. That is true. But there are other things that are calling us on our heart that, like, for example, when I was sort of when I was messaged, I would say in 2006 to start a woman's group, my first response to myself, I heard a message, bring women together. And I was like, all right, probably not going to happen. Who am I? Who would come? How much would it cost? What would people say about me? Would my peers take me seriously? Like I have this conversation with myself. I finally brought women together in 2008 after trying every home party, book study, you know, community study, whatever, and realized that I really needed a different group of women to come together. And so in 2008, I started my first women's group, which was very amazing experience, a lot to learn, but it gave me, you know, the support I needed. And then in 2016, when I was at event, I got a message, like kind of like an idea, an idea, like, Hey, bring the women together outside. And I thought they meant like, like the message was like for right now. And I was in a conference room, like, oh yeah, that's not going to happen. We're in a conference room. I'm at a work event. But in 2018, I started my first out like retreat, retreats for business women. Mm-hmm. And it took me years to figure out how to lean into sort of ideas that I was getting, mostly because I was afraid of screwing up. So that kind of interfered with maybe some of your creative thought process. Yeah. And, and more. Yeah. Definitely my creative thought process, but because I had never done it before, I had such expectations that I had to do it perfectly. Mm. Women do tend to, this is my theory anyway, I think women tend to be more perfectionists than men. I think men will give themselves a pass. Women just, they're hard on themselves. We are. We are hard. And, and kind of what I think a little bit is because the work environment has such masculine energy and women and men both have feminine and masculine energy, but the corporate America has such masculine energy and industry that a lot of women have to check their knowing at the door. And so we go in with half of our toolkit yet expected to deliver at 120%. So we're constantly questioning ourselves. Yeah. And that's why I operate equipment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I couldn't, I couldn't last five minutes in the corporate America. Forget it. <laughs> it's still tough, though. Even you're in that machine, though. I mean, it's tough. It's you're the only woman sometimes on the plant or in the break room or yeah. at the holiday party or something. It, it, you know, it's always feels a little bit off. I think. Sure. You think there's progress being made, though, JJ? I feel like women have. Uh, in the past several decades, made a lot of inroads. I do. And I watched The Next Generation. I have a teenager Mm -hmm. and I love it. I mean, she is like 
don't ask me to do that. Or, you know, she's so much more bolder than I was at an early age. So I do think things are shifting, but I also think the world is ready for more more feminine energy. And I think some of the things that are happening here in the U.S. and around the globe, you're starting to see women starting to kind of simmer on things that are bugging them more than ever. And they're starting to speak up. They're starting to step up. They're starting to say, you know, I'm not going to put up with this. And I think the world needs more women to be like, enough. Enough already. Absolutely. So you have 74 key findings in your book to raise energy, sidestep your self-doubts and align your life's work. Do you have some highlights you could share with our listeners? Because all of this is really amazing, what you come up with, the, the roadmap, if you will, for people. I'm going to flip through right now. So key finding number 17, our life's work is not always as defined as we would like it to be. Makes sense. I think we make it to be, yeah, something so big sometimes. And sometimes some of our life's work is really about just connecting to people or helping our kid through a challenge or get into a school or get into the right field. I don't think we're taught as children to define those things, are we? It it just seems kind of, it almost seems like we float through life. And I think we're supposed to do that at some level, but I do think we get whispers. I think we get little whispers, just like I got a whisper, like bring the women together, Mm -hmm. bring the women outside. And even when I was leaving Mount Shasta a few years ago, I went there for a retreat and I was driving away. I had a three hour drive to the San Francisco airport. And as I was looking in my rearview mirror, looking at the, just how majestic the mountain was, I get the message, bring the mystics together. And my first thought was, um, wrong car, wrong car. But I do think we get messages. I do think we get messages on what to work on, what to do. And they're real small and you have to be kind of present and in the moment and really kind of be aware of what is happening and what you're being guided towards. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors, coming up. Trucking Moves America Forward, or TMAF, is building a positive image of trucking by telling the story of the hardworking drivers and industry professionals who support the industry. And you can be a part of it. Learn more about TMAF and how you can join and be a part of the industry movement working to build a strong image of trucking by visiting TMAF's website at truckingmovesamerica.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our latest channel, TikTok. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. J.J. DiGeronimo is teaching us that when we feel overwhelmed, we need to take a step back and analyze our situation. We need to ask ourselves questions. How much time is a task going to take before we say yes? Is it set up for success? Am I the right person? What are the obstacles? It's a matter of giving yourself time to assess what's being asked of you so you can say yes to the things that are aligned to you to ensure your success. Her book, Seeking, covers all of this. It's a valuable book to have. JJ, it seems like people are so connected to their smart devices, if you will. They're not listening anymore. I, I, I'm not mm-hmm. sure that they're in tune. They're, they're too busy looking at uh, TikTok or Instagram or something like that. 
they don't stop to listen to that inner voice, maybe. Mm. Yeah, it is unfortunate, but I think it's calculated. I think just like the TV was, right? The TV just like drowns our energy, doesn't give us a lot of time to think. We're just paying attention to what is told to us. Our devices is really just the next level. And so we as humans can take control of that at any point. We can turn our device into a learning, right? We can listen to your podcast. We can read books or listen to books. Mm -hmm. We can watch YouTubes that are inspiring and empowering. And I think when somebody is going through moments in their life that they feel like things are just falling apart, they often are more open to finding things that are inspiring to them. And I think sometimes it really starts with just listening to inspiring things and paying attention to things that are enlightening us and not allowing us to just sit in front of that TV or device and just watch and watch and watch. I think people get addicted to that, though. Um, I know that there have been studies on some of this. I'm not convinced that social media is the best thing that ever happened to humankind. But I, I do agree. If people look for some of these things that are uplifting, they can grow from it because the internet is an amazing place. Uh, There's a wealth of knowledge at your fingertips. I guess it depends on what you choose to spend your time with. I consciously make a a point of when I'm watching TV to not be going on all those, you know, those murder shows and those gruesome, horrible things, anything negative or superficial. I try and educate myself because I'm trying to uplift myself as as much as I can as a human being. So my time is very valuable. So how am I going to spend that time? So I really, really try to make the best of I that I can with what I have, what is going to benefit me as as a person today, where am I going to resource out all the energy that I want to spend? Right. And I think it's a personal choice. It's also creating new habits for people that are are really stuck on sitcoms and and what 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 have you. You really have to analyze, do some self self-reflection and what is going to help me today. I, I love that, Kathy. I, I love that. that. Yeah, that's an effective way to guide your life. And I think everybody should maybe practice some of that. And I would imagine, JJ, doesn't it take time for people to kind of regroup and start implementing some of your suggestions to realign their energy, sidestep their self-doubts and align their life's work? Well, sure. It definitely takes time. I mean, it could take a lifetime for sure. But the idea is, as Kathy even mentioned, is you have to have a starting point. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't like the life that you're in, if it's not really working for you, if you're feeling unsettled or misaligned, the first place to start is with yourself. And as you start to shift your energy, oftentimes what's happening outside you will be a reflection of what's happening inside you. So as Kathy mentioned, you know, one of the things that she does is she pays attention to what she pays attention to. So she's like, I'm going to watch things that educate me, that inspire me. I'm not going to watch any of these shows that are these murder mysteries and make me feel yicky and yucky inside. And I'm afraid to sleep in my house. So the first thing is like, really pay attention to what you're watching. What are you reading? What are you listening to? Are these things that are helping you really raise your energy? Because everything comes down to energy. And I think of my energy very much like a radio station, as you probably have heard, right? FM is frequency modulation. So are you working at a 
88.5 or a 92.7 or a 99.3? Where are you? And if you don't know, it's fine. But what kind of, how, what's your energy throughout the day? And as you talk to people or watch things, how does your energy fluctuate? Because one of the things I had to be really mindful of is my own energy. As I mm -hmm. mine my energy level, it is amazing the people I get to connect with and the conversations like we're having right now. Like I would have not been prepared to have this conversation two years ago because my energy was at a totally different level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I find that for me, like it's very, very difficult sometimes. Um, like at work, my my work is very stressful. So when I come here, I, I live in Los Angeles now, and I live a block away from the beach on purpose, so that when I fly here, when I land, um, like in the mornings, I make a I make a conscious choice instead of sleeping in till seven or eight, I get up at five. And um, I'm out on that beach and I'm out on that boardwalk and whether I'm running or walking or I just sit for 20 minutes and I do my meditation as I, as I listen to the waves, I purposely tune in to help myself reach a different vibrational level so that I for, for the rest of the day that I can even be a, uh, even open up myself wider to all the possible all the possibilities and opportunities that I'm putting myself out there to to receive. Right. But if I choose to sleep in all day and tell myself, okay, Kathy, you know, you work hard, which is fine sleeping in once in a while. But I mean, it, it all depends on, on where you're at and what you want. I have so many goals in life and um, I'm not going to spend my life sleeping, sleeping, the, <laughs> sleeping that away. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Right. So I need to prepare myself physically, mentally, spiritually um, in a way that's going to bring it to me. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I couldn't have said it better. I mean, that yeah. is amazing, right? It kind of encapsulates everything we talked about, right? You have created opportunities in your schedule to put mm -hmm. yourself in the right place when you start the day that is going to help you raise your energy and quiet your mind so that you know that you're part of something bigger and that you want to be in the right state of mind for the entire day. And you can only do that if you create the space for yourself. And then as you wind down the day, you're not watching these murder mysteries and these horrible CSI shows, right? Because it's not the right energy. And if we, we as women start to think about our bodies, our choices about energy, and we start to work on how do we elevate our energy, it is amazing how the universe will bring forward like energies, just like mm -hmm. we are together right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. it never ceases to amaze me ever. Like there's it just it's almost mind blowing because of the things that come my way. I'm like, what? Like, but then again, I realize that I open myself. I prepare myself is the correct term um, to receive it. Yeah. And I don't close myself off with uh, all sorts of negative thoughts and, um, you know, the food that I eat and, you know, the shows that I watch. I really believe um you know, what, what comes into me also must come out. So it's like a, my thoughts, my actions, my deeds, you know, what am I contemplating? What am I doing as a, as a human being in general really puts out there and enables me to receive the, the right form of what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. I just want to highlight, I mean, many of your listeners know this, Kathy, but it's not like you came up in this environment. Like you had to train oh, yourself. God. 
Oh, just a little bit like coming from a severely abusive background my entire life. I had to rewire my entire thinking. I had to re completely shut down everything I've ever learned. I had to unlearn it, really unlearn it, relearn who Kathy really is. And I did this at the age of 40, 45, you know, there's like a whole five years of that. And then actually the hardest part, and I, and I say this often, is accepting how freaking awesome I am as a woman. And, you know, and, and that's okay. And it's not in an egotistical way. It's just learning my own power, my own inner strength and, and embellishing that, embracing that and, and helping everybody around me to do the same, to recognize mm -hmm. their awesomeness. <laughs> and that's a huge victory to be able to do that, Kathy, because I'm sure yes. you went through times where you're like, oh, um, oh, my God. It's never too many times over. to count. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're a living example, living, breathing example, and you're showing other people how to do this. And JJ, you are providing a wonderful roadmap for people, too. And like you said, it's the frequency and raising. It is. Energy. It's the freak. Yes, it is. And I'll tell you, like, you're going to lose relationships along the way. And I'm just going to put that out there because mm -hmm. it's a good thing. It's a good thing. As you're raising your frequency, you're not going to vibe with the people that you might have been in the mud puddle with or that were really testing and trying you. I mean, you have to remember, Gary Zuvak talks about relationships are tools to learn. And when you learn the lesson, sometimes those relationships go away. And as you raise your frequency, some of those lower frequency relationships will find a way of finding other places to complain and hang out. And it's not a bad thing. And I'm sure both of you have experienced this at different times. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't know how men interact, but I, I think that women, or the, we like to vent, certainly. But if you've got somebody who's constantly venting and just draining your energy they tend to be negative. It's it's almost like they want to bring down your energy, or at least you feel that way after you've talked to them. Mm -hmm. Probably not where you need to spend your time, right? I call those people practicing polluters, and sometimes we're <laughs> practicing polluters. <laughs> I haven't heard that term before. <laughs> Yes. And sometimes we've been, I mean, I've been a practicing polluter at different times in my life when I wasn't super aware of my thoughts, actions, and comments. And I think, you know, sometimes when you're in it, you're with a bunch of pool of people that are also doing it. And as you really make a conscious effort to shift your energy, and that's, that's what we've already talked about, right? What do we watch? What do we pay attention to? What are we listening to? But also, how are we talking to ourselves? Because many of us, like I did, and many of us do, the first line of defense is not now, not you, not ever. Who do you think you are? And that inner voice can really shift our trajectory. And it's not, it wasn't until I became, like, I really learned mindfulness and I took a lot of classes on mindfulness so I could create some space for myself to have a viewpoint of my first and second line of conversation I was having with myself. Because many of us, my daughter will say this, well, mom, why did that person say such mean things? And I always say, you know, oftentimes what that's what they're saying to themselves. And then they just happen to say it out loud. So, you know, if you're not kind to yourself, if you don't give yourself space to check it out, to see what you can do, if you always expect perfection, you will live a very exhausting life. And I think for many of us, mining how we talk to ourselves is really 
the next step in understanding our frequency. Because what I have to do now is name that voice. And I've been calling her Shirley. So Shirley, I hear what you're saying, but I got this. And I really allow myself to create some space from all the reasons I think it's not going to work, which often prevent me from moving forward. And so compartmentalizing that paying attention to what I'm listening to, understanding the relationships that I'm in and kind of the exchanges I'm having and really work to raise my energy. And when I do that, magic happens. The universe brings me some amazing people, amazing opportunities, and gives me a lot more to be grateful for and pay attention to be what I'm grateful for. And I think that combination is such a great way to really shift whatever situation you're in Um, especially if you're aspiring to have a larger impact or influence than you have today. I love that philosophy. And it makes sense. I mean, if you're more positive and focused and your energy is at a productive frequency, you're going to be attracting the positive. Is it almost like positive versus negative? I mean, you're the engineer. Uh, How um, it makes sense in terms of nature you're not repelling the good. You're attracting it. It's it's a magnet. You become a magnet, right? I guess that's what I'm I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. I think you only can live in fear and doubt or love and gratitude. You really can't live in both ever. So you're either on one side of the fence or the other. And if you're not sure, just listen how you talk to yourself and what you say out loud. If you mind your thoughts and mind your comments, you will quickly see if you're living in love and gratitude or negativity, fear, doubt, worry. Um, I think that we kind of are engulfed in this ego energy in the human body when we open our eyes and it really, you have to make a conscious decision to shift to gratitude and love. And like Oprah says, and many other people, you know, it is, it is great to walk through life and have gratitude for as little as you may have, or as much as you have, just being able to walk to cross to the boardwalk or have a conversation on the phone or read a book, like having gratitude for the small things will give you space for gratitude for the big things. And the universe wants you to have gratitude for what you already have so that it knows that you're ready for the next level. And I think for many of us, we're like, well, I'll be happy when, I'll be happy when, and finding ways to have gratitude for where you are right now, even if you are in the crappiest of relationships, having gratitude to say, you know what, I know I deserve more and I have gratitude for knowing this. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Kathy DeCaro is nothing short of amazing. She not only drives the world's biggest truck as a heavy equipment operator in Northern Alberta, Canada, she's an international motivational speaker and the author of Dream Big, an autobiography about overcoming a lifetime of trauma and abuse that led to dreams of success. Kathy inspires people the world over to change their lives and improve their self-worth. Her book will change your life. She's passionate about personal growth and believes anyone can change their circumstances and overcome their obstacles if they believe in themselves. Her life will amaze you and seriously inspire you. Be sure to order a copy of her book, Dream Big, on Amazon.com. 
Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry. Our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at TruckingMovesAmerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. We're talking to J.J. DiGeronimo, a thought leader, career strategist, and author of The Working Woman's GPS, as well as Seeking, 74 Key Findings to Raise Your Energy, Sidestep Your Self-Doubt, and Align with Your Life. Her insight is incredible. Now, J.J., where do people find your book? You said that you also have something that our listeners can find. It's a link to, is it your roadmap? Oh, it's the power of no chart. So I will provide the links that you can include in the description and uh, they can find me anywhere really under JJ Geronimo. And um, I'll be happy to share not only the power of no chart, but I'll also share the 10 things I've learned from mindfulness. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. I, mindfulness is a word that's being used a lot today. Can you define that? I mean, I, I know what I think it is, but other people may not know what mindfulness truly is. Mm, well, I appreciate that. I think mindfulness for me was the game changer. And the therapist sent me to mindfulness training and I thought it was absolutely ridiculous, but it is the most beautiful lesson I've learned in the last decade. And mindfulness is having the ability to be aware of what is happening in your mind. How are you talking to yourself? Where are you driving yourself? What do you say to yourself? Because what I find is that we often have to sidestep that ego energy, which is often on replay in our head. So regardless of what we decide to do or what we want to lean into, we have a tape that could have been created from when we were three or second grade or junior in high school. We have all these stories we've carried with us that are defining how we move forward in our life. And mindfulness gives you the tools to be aware of what those conversations are and gives you the ability to decide if that's what you want to be telling yourself. Is that how you want to be talking to yourself? And is that what you want to listen to? Because many of us are kind of in a standstill because we haven't got around sort of that monkey mind conversation that is often living in that fear and worry. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Just taking the time and, and thinking about it. And it's so easy. You know, if you goof up, you'll say to yourself, maybe even out loud, gee, wasn't that stupid? I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm a knucklehead. Those are negative self-talk phrases that probably should be eliminated, right? Well, it's hard to eliminate the negativity and the voices we have, but you can at least create space to say, you know what, of course I'm going to screw up. I've never done this before. I'm trying to figure this out. Mm -hmm. So it gives you a moment. Mindfulness gives you a moment to hear what you say to yourself and then autocorrect that. Okay. And I think for many of us, we need to be autocorrecting our the voice that's leading us because oftentimes it is trying to protect us, but we don't need to be protected that much. We often need to step out in new ways and listen to that inner voice to get us or listen to the whispers to get us where we want to go. I love it. It takes practice. Honestly, it takes practice coming from uh, such a severely abusive background and, you know, 
that that boy, the people telling constantly telling me I'm useless, I'm worthless, I'm a waste of skin, I pollute the air, blah, 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 blah. And then retraining myself to think, you know, uh, think positively about, my, about my, my own personal qualities. It takes time, like, uh, example, learning uh, the, the biggest equipment in the world, it takes time. And, and when I'm making mistakes, like I what I did is I embraced my mistakes, I, I had to change my mindset. And I had to make fun of my own mistakes in order for me to counteract all the negative things that were trying to make their way through and trying to stop my own growth. And um, it really, really worked well. So instead of uh, putting myself down when I'm making a mistake, because what, like in the mind, there's say there's 500 to 800 people at any given time on open air. Well, on open air, I'm like, if I'm getting stuck, I'm going to make fun of my of myself because I got stuck rather than saying, oh, my God, look at like, I can't believe I got stuck, you know, feeling all that, that you know, whatever. And mm -hmm. I'm like, that has really, really balanced out everything that I do now. So if I'm able to make mistakes openly and laugh about it and joke about it, rather than feel bad about it, well, I find it helps me learn and grow easier, quicker. Totally mm. makes sense. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful I'll be thing in your story. To say, hey, oh my God, did you guys see what I just did? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that yeah. sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And and I think if anyone's listening, I mean, the whole point is that this is a, a journey of lessons and learning and wherever you are is a point in time and that you can move and elevate yourself at any time by just shifting from within. I love it. JJ, where do people find you and your book? Oh, well, they can get my books on Amazon and they can find me on most social platforms under JJ D. Geronimo. How do you spell that? D-I-G-E-R. O-N-I-M-O. -O. So it's just JJ, the initials, and then D-I-G-E-R-O-N-I-M-O. -O, and you can check out the links below. Excellent. I love your insight, JJ. You're helping a ton of people. I really, mm -hmm. really appreciate you being on the show. Oh, you two are fabulous. And thank you for all your work and bringing all these stories forward. Thank you. I really appreciate it, JJ. This has been terrific. This was uh, well, really, really, really good. And mm -hmm. I know for a fact, it's going to help so many people that have listened. It, you know, it just realigned me this morning. So thank you very much. Oh, Kathy, yes. both of you just keep talking. I feel like you guys have so much to share the two of you too. And I just say, keep at it because your stories are so inspirational and women just feel so alone all so often that it's really important to just keep sharing. Well, thank you. I know we both appreciate that feedback. Because we really want to yeah, a ton of women with our show and, and really make a difference. Well, you are. You're already making the difference. And I think you're just probably starting to see, too, the people that are coming to you. And that's a good proof that you're making a difference. Yep, absolutely. Thank you for that vote of confidence. We appreciate it. It's been a pleasure, JJ. We're going to feature the links in our show notes for this interview where people can reach out to you and purchase your books and also get the power of no chart that you referenced. Thanks again. This has been terrific. You've been listening to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you want to be a guest on the show or have a topic or feedback, email us at info at tncradio.live. Thank you for listening to another great interview on TNCRadio.live. And don't forget... 
be sure to subscribe to our podcast of Women Road Warriors. It's free. All of the material you hear on TNCRadio.live on our website, our broadcasts, or our podcasts are copyrighted. There can be no distribution without the express consent of TNCRadio.live and its partners. For inquiries, write us at info at TNCRadio.live.